You are listening to the weekly podcast of Mount Vernon Baptist Church Westwood in Memphis, Tennessee. We pray you enjoy today's message. Sister Barbara Farmer, it's so good to see you again. If you would turn your Bibles to Matthew, the 17th chapter. Matthew, the 17th chapter, verse 14. come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him, saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffering severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to you. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and he cast it out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast him out? So Jesus answered to them, because of your unbelief. For surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move. Say move. Move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except there's prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. Let us pray. Father, we pray the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. And where there is hatred, let me sow love. 
Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O divine master, grant that I may not so much as seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. A mountain moving experience. I ask God to guide me and direct me and to tell me what to say this morning. And I wanted to hear from him. One of the things that's heavy in my heart, and I ask you, kindly church, because of what's going on in our nation, in our cities, in our communities, we are the one God is going to look to, to pray and to fast. Say amen, somebody. I'm asking you that you will look for an opportunity to join someone in your family or in the church family and stand on God's word and pray and fast. Amen? Amen. What does God have for us this morning? God will meet you on the mountaintop. If you look at the text beginning in chapter 17, verse 1, you'll find that it says here that after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves. As he was transfigured before them, his face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light. God wants us to be filled with the Holy Ghost. God wants us to be filled with his anointing. In the 16th chapter, God is sitting down, Jesus is sitting down with his disciples, and he said, who do people say that I am? Who do they say that I am? And they say, they say you're Elijah, they say you're this one and that one. He said, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus is trying to prepare them that he's about to go to the cross. 
And he's trying to get everyone ready, his team ready. He said, look, I've been discipling you for three years. I'm about to die on the cross and be crucified. I need you to understand that I'm just not no ordinary person. I am the son of God. So he takes them to the mountain. I asked God when I was reading the scripture, he said, oh, faithless generation, oh, perverse generation. Why is it that I have trained you and trained you and taught you? I've even anointed you to go out and preach the good news of the gospel. The disciples were not understanding how big this was. So the text teaches us that if you read the text, it says, and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun. His clothes became as white as light. I said, God, what does this word transfigure mean? What does the word transfigure mean? The Greek word is metamorphosis. But it's a different style of metamorphosis. It says in Luke, the ninth chapter, it tells the same story about Jesus going to the mountain. He said, James and John, I want y'all, and Peter, I want y'all to come up here. I want y'all to go to the next level. Do you know God is looking for someone right here in Mount Vernon who's ready to go to the next level in their prayer life, in their walk, in their devotion? God wants to grow us. We are in education, but Christian education. Our whole job is to make disciples. Look at your neighbor. God wants to make you a great anointed disciple. So here, Peter, look at their response. Transfigured, Jesus is praying. And all of a sudden, out of his mouth, out of his being, a light comes on. The light begins to shine. His body transfigured, and all of a sudden, there on the very mountain with God. Do you know God will meet you on the mountain? I challenge you, I beg, and I plead. I dare you to get off in a private place. Close yourself up and say, God, show me you. God will come in and he will minister to you and he will set your soul on fire. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with them. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, is it good for us to be here? If you wish, let us make three tabernacles. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. And while he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son, whom I am well pleased. Hear him. If we're going to fight spiritual warfare, we got to get the spirit of the living God. 
we're going out to the store. I was, went to see uh, bro Brother Barry Brown, and they told me, no, they said, you, you, can't, you can't, he's in, in a particular procedure, you can't see him right now. I said, well, I didn't just come up to this hospital just to go home empty-handed. I said, where is Barry Brown at? You know, God works in a mysterious way. I said, Lord, what do you want me to preach? Because I, I don't know what he want me to preach. What do you want me to preach? So my wife was doing her devotion at 7 o'clock in the morning. I said, what, 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 what are you doing? She said, well, I, I don't know. I'm looking at someone prayer and fasting. I said, oh, babe, God, because I said, what do you want me to preach? So she said, pray and fasting. So I get to the hospital. I'm on the 13th floor, 7th floor, I forget where. And they said, I can't see him. So I minister, everybody can. And I said, where, where, where is that room at? So I walked down the, the hospital. I walked around. I pressed my way. I said, I ain't being denied today. I'm going to see one of our members. I want to see him. I want to see him. I want to see him. And Finally found way deep in the guts of the hospital. I didn't even know Baptist DeSoto was that big, but I'm going I got lost. I saw the door where they said he was. I just opened the door. And it's a room full of patients. And the nurse got up and said, You can't come in here. I said, I'm not coming in. You see that guy right there? He's loved and he's valued and he matters. Wake him up and tell him I'm out here and that his church loves him. And do you know that nurse did exactly what I said? And I said, Barry, Barry, I'm here standing in the name of Jesus. Your church loves you. And I'm telling you, that meant something. Every one of us are going to go through, but God has every one of us on assignment. Sometimes God said, press your way. The good news is in you. It's in you and you got to give it. So Peter does what Peter does. Peter is rough and tough. He's not very classy and he's not sophisticated. He sees Moses. He sees Elijah. They're talking to Jesus. They're in a conversation. Now nobody's messing with Peter. He's just supposed to be listening. Peter says, hey, 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 let me interrupt you, Jesus. Let me interrupt Jesus, we're going to build some houses here, some temples, right? And he started to run his mouth. And then the Bible says a cloud came down. In the Old Testament, we call it Shekinah glory. Whenever God comes, he humbles us. He sets us in a place where we cannot even run our mouth. Do you know that the presence of God will close your mouth? Peter was passed out. He was overwhelmed. I said, well, Lord, what does this do with praying and fasting? You got to have power from on high before you deal with the devil down low. You can't fight the devil in the flesh, you cannot win this battle in the flesh. The battle is on your knees. You're in the face of God. Whenever you see God, he will, send, he will give you power. God will meet you on your mountain. Whatever you are, wherever you are, God will meet you there. 
He will meet you there. God wants every one of us to have a mountaintop experience. He wants us to meet us there. He wants us to pray. Can you imagine Jesus when he started ministry in fourth chapter of Matthew? He went to a mountain and prayer and the devil came after him. He tried to offer him everything. God wants us to be a, 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 a strong church, an anointed church. And I say this to you. You would think after seeing all that, that Peter would have got it. Do you know sometimes we can be in a church all our life and not get it? Mm. With God's presence, with the Savior, with Moses and Elijah, they missed it because the very next day, Jesus takes them down the valley and it's when we walk out this door are we filled with the Holy Ghost are we ready to spread the good news say amen somebody so God will meet you on your mountain but look at verses 14 through 19 God will meet you in your valley God will meet you in your valley it says here in 14 and when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him, saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he's an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. They could not cure him. God would meet you in the valley. In the mountaintop is where you we come to meet God, but in the valley is where God comes to meet us. Let me say that again. The valley is where we do our struggling. The mountaintop is where we do our thriving. God's power helps us to thrive. Every Christian will experience both mountaintops and valleys. We do so because life is filled with ups and downs. The valley, I spent a lot of time in the valley because God calls us as spiritual beings to minister to the weak, the least, the last, the lame, and the lost. God wants to empower us so we can proclaim the good news. So here they are. They said, your disciples, they, they didn't get it. Turn your Bible to Luke 9, 1, if you would. Turn it. I, I, I want you to see Luke 9 and 1. Jesus had called the 12 together and he gave them power and the authority to drive out demons, to cure disease. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He told them, take nothing for the journey no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt. Don't take nothing. Just take the Holy Ghost. Take my spirit. Now here the text teaches us that they were equipped. A desperate father comes and said, Jesus, I have gone to your disciples. I have gone to your disciples, but they could not help me. I said, God, why, why couldn't they help him? What, what was wrong? And I asked God this. I said, God, is that me? 
Repeat it and say, God, is that me? The only way we can deal with demonic spirits, all these spirits, everywhere I go today, you go to Burger King, you get an attitude. Am I the only one that's having that? I, I mean, the lady wants to argue with me about my burger. I said, you can have the burger. What do you mean it, it, ain't, it ain't ready yet? Well, what do you mean? We went to the Kentucky Fried Chicken. They said, it'll be 30 minutes before you get your food. I said, what do you mean 30 minutes? I thought you get, you got chicken right there, there, and there. Oh, that's not for you. I said, well, I'm trying to spend my money. You ain't going to give me no Kentucky Fried Chicken? And a lot of us, people are coming to us. God said, wait, they're coming for a word. They're coming for hope. They're coming for inspiration. They're coming to the light in you. And you and I have to be filled with the Holy Ghost. We got to give them a word. I'm saying, Mount Vernon, there's a word in you. There's, a, there's peace in you. There's love in you. There's a breakthrough in you. All you got to do is speak in the name of Jesus. Come out, devil. In the name of Jesus, devil, sit down. So I'm lost. I'm lost in the hospital with Barry Brown. I'm lost. So I meet this girl. Her name is Jabara. She's supposed to be here today. I don't know if she made it or not. So this young lady, she's about, is that you, Jabara? Oh, hallelujah. Stand up, young lady. Stand up. Let's give God praise right there. I was lost. Now, she don't know me from nobody. I went in the pharmacy, and uh, I said, Jabara? She said her name is like Deborah, but Jabara. And I said, ma'am, I'm lost. Can you help me? So she takes me through this maze. She's, I'm following her. Then I knew this was from God. God knew I needed to meet her. So I said, young lady, do you go any church anywhere? She said, well, I've been fasting and praying. Oh! She said, I've been fasting and praying. I'm lost. But God had her there. And she said, not only am I fasting and praying, she said, I'm looking for a church. Can, can I just talk this lesson a little bit? This young lady, I, I told her I wasn't going to embarrass you. I ain't going to embarrass you. I ain't going to embarrass you. I told her she'd come. But I'm telling you, God sent me into the pharmacy. And I said to a truckload of people, I'm lost. I don't know how to get back to the front of the hospital. And she said, I'll show you the way. There are a lot of people waiting for somebody to stand up and say, I'll show you the way. Let's give God praise for this young lady. She drove here. She came all the way. Mount Vernon, put your hand and said, welcome, daughter, in the name of Jesus. She said, I've been fasting and praying. But let, let me tell you what messed me up. I said, young lady, you don't have a church. I want, she, she took the Mount Vernon information. I said, what were you? Tell me about your dreams. She said, I need somebody to talk to. She said, I don't know about how to put the plan together. I want to do something great. I want to do something positive. 
but I need somebody to help. I said, if you come to Mount Vernon, we got some women in this church, anointed Holy Ghost women. Come on. See, see, the father was looking for one man, one woman, one boy, one girl who had the Holy Ghost that could get his son some help. So, God will meet you on your mountain. God will meet you in your valley. I don't care how low you go. God can go lower. I don't care how far you drift. He will have long enough on to pull you back. He is a loving God. He is a caring God. He's a God that died for you and me. God will meet you on the mountain. God will meet you in the valley. God will give you faith to move mountains. I said move mountains. Me? Move mountains? The disciples are frustrated. Look what it says in verse 20 and 21. Disciples are frustrated. He's already commissioned them and it ain't working for them. So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. So I looked up a mustard seed. A mustard seed is about the same size if you take a piece of sugar or salt and you just take the little grain, it's so tiny, you can't even see it. Now, when we are saved, we get a mustard seed faith. But did you know that if you come to church and you get in the Word, that seed is going to grow. That seed will get stronger. It'll get five feet. It'll get ten feet. It'll get twenty feet. Did you know the way God is talking to us that you can't just come to church and go home. God wants the word to get bigger and bigger. God wants to see some 60 foot Christians in here. God wants to see some 100 foot. He wants us to grow. Then when we look at a problem we'll, oh, I, anxiety been beating me up. But Jesus said, you don't have to take it. No, he's a bully. God said, you fight spiritual power with satanic power. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. I need somebody here that, that our weapons, our weapons are not carnal, but they're mighty to God, pulling down strongholds. You can say, devil, you a liar. Anxiety, be gone. You can say, procrastination, I, I keep putting it off. I keep putting it off. Say, procrastination, be gone. What God is saying, we can speak to that mountain. I'm being honest with you. I went to college, and I couldn't read that good. I got saved. And one day, I became a professor. God took my learning flaws. You know God can take your mind and regulate your mind. Do you know God can take your heart and reprogram your heart? I'm telling you, God, 
is wanting you and I to stand. Stand with me, Deacon Vikes. All we got to do is join hands and say, move mountain, move, move anxiety, move depression, move lying spirit, move, move laziness, move. He, we can say to any mountain on this earth, all we got to do is trust God as our source and say, move. Tell your neighbor, you got to say the word, move. So God will meet you on top of the mountain. God will meet you in your valley. God will give you faith. The big thing, our faith has to grow. Every one of us, the more we pray, to pray together, the more we go into that closet, the more we feel with the Holy Ghost, we are able to look at problems together. But then, sometimes we're not the easiest ones to teach. Sometimes we think we can fix our own problems. You know, I have to be transparent. I, 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 I'm, I am what I am. I'm going to tell it the way it is. I'm just going to tell it. My, my, my wife might not be happy with me, but I'm going to tell it. My wife and I tried to play veterinarian one time. We had this cat. And the cat would go to the curtain and start plucking out the, 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 the fabric out of the curtain and messing up the curtain. And, just, and we couldn't stop that cat from not, not messing with that curtain. So my wife said, I got some friends at the medical center and they do experiments on animals and they put animals to sleep. So she went and got a concussion. And she brought that concussion home. So she said, now you hold a cat, and I'm going to take that concussion and put it in a, in a, in a, a, a cloth, and we're going to put it on his nose and put it to sleep. I did not know this. I read it later that sometimes when you try to put an animal out, it'll have a reverse effect. So she put that concussion on that cat, and that cat started moving. Something happened. It transformed. That cat went crazy. That cat jumped on Lady Evelyn, all four claws in her chest. Wow! And she is screaming, running around with a cat. She got a cat running around. I said, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. So I grabbed the cat, the cat beat glad hold of me. He ran up my head, he ran up those curtains. I, I, I'm not exaggerating, I thought the cat ran on the wall. That cat ran, the boys were playing outside, the door was open, and I ain't never seen a cat run that fast. That cat took out of the house, he said, I ain't never coming back there. Well, you say, well, Preacher, what does that got to do with the message? Well, Acts 19, it was the sons of Sceva. The sons of Sceva were going around casting demons out, 
and saying, I want you out of this person and that person in the name of Jesus. But then they ran into their match. Acts 13 and 17, they went out to cast out this, this demon. The demon says, Jesus, I know. And I know power. But who you? We can't go out unless we're covered by the blood. You can't go out there trying to act like you're a veterinarian because you want to cut the cat's nails because the devil, the Bible says this demon had seven of them in there and whooped them so bad, beat them up, tore their clothes out, bust them in the nose, bust them in the head, and they ran out the room naked, all seven of them. They didn't know what they were dealing with. I'm saying storm, move in the name of Jesus. Patient in the hospital, you move, come on home. I want you to say, yes, my children will be, 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 be safe. I say it in the name of Mountain move, protect my child from all foolishness in the community. I say move, mountain, let my, school, my son go to school and graduate. What they really needed was more faith. So today, as we open up the invitation, if you need more faith, if you need faith because you don't have enough faith, we would pray with you that God will grow your faith. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't get weary. We believe that God can make a way out of no way. Tell your neighbor he can make a way out of no way. And you run into a problem in the community, and they say, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but I know Deacon Stone, too. Would you stand? The doors of the church are open. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.